Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We're reading here in 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter and verse number 6, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. And every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I'd like to talk to you for a little while some things that encourage me to go on. You know, if we look around, there's lots of discouraging things. Things that can discourage us if we dwell on them. But at the same time... There's many, many things that encourage me. Discouragement is a very common ailment. Even David experienced a great deal of this malady. And in the opening part of this chapter, from which we have just read here in Samuel, the 30th chapter, we find much guidance as to the cause of discouragement and also the cure for discouragement. One dictionary definition of depression is that of a lowering of the spirit. I just want to mention a few things that encourage me. You know, I'm encouraged to go on when I think of the negative effect it could have on my family and friends if I turn my back on God. And when individuals turn their back on God, it does have a negative effect. I remember a man in Tennessee. Uh, he had nine children. Uh, he was a Church of God man. He raised these children in the truth. And But in later years, I'm talking about uh, in his late 60s, he lost out with God and he left his wife uh, for another woman and left those children in such a terrible state. I remember He had a son about my age, and I went over to talk to him one time about coming to church, and he referred to his daddy. He said, look at my daddy. He went to church all those years and lived for God. Now in the end of his life, he's no longer living for God, and who's to say that wouldn't happen to me? And so, uh, friend, it encourages me to go on when I think about the negative effect it could have on others. If you ever lose out with God, you'll probably drag someone else down with you. I'm encouraged to go on when I pray. Have you ever been discouraged, friend? It'll do you good to pray. In Isaiah 37, 15, Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord. I believe there's a wonderful therapy in taking your troubles to the Lord and talking to him about your problems For apart from him, there is no other consideration. You see, a trouble shared is a trouble halved. Psalms 50 and verse 15 says, And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. But God wants us to take these things to him in prayer. Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3 
call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I'm encouraged to go on when I come to the house of God. Friend, if you ever get discouraged, don't stay away from the house of God because this is where we get our encouragement. Hebrews 10, 25 says, not the forsaken of the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. We're encouraged when we go to the house of God. Yes, friend, I'm encouraged many times by a telephone call, maybe a letter or a card. Have you ever been discouraged? And at that very moment when everything seemed dark and dreary, the phone would ring and it was some brother or some sister with some encouraging words. Friend, have you ever been down and discouraged and you went out to the mailbox and there's a letter or a card with encouraging words. So we need to stay sensitive to others. And when they are discouraged, we ought to send them that card or, or call them on the phone. We're encouraged. And because of the miles that's behind me, I'm encouraged to go on. The old song says, too many miles I've traveled. Too many trials are through. Too many tears help me to remember that there's too much to gain to lose. Too many sunsets hide behind the mountain. Too many rivers my feet have walked through. Too many treasures are waiting over yonder. There's too much to gain to lose. I really believe that tonight. Then there is too much to gain to turn around and go back now. And so, dear ones, uh, uh, we're in a race, and no one wins this race who does not give it an all-out effort. Uh, Amen. A half-hearted effort, friend, does not produce a full success. So giving up and starting over is never the answer. And then, friend, I'm encouraged to go on when I think of what a wonderful friend I have in Jesus. This song says, what a friend I have in Jesus. Here in our Evening Light songbook, there is not a friend like Jesus in the trying scenes of life. He can hear the heart's faint whisper, calm the tempest raging strive. There's not a friend like Jesus, patient, tender, kind, and true. If you'll be a friend to Jesus, he'll be a friend to you. I mean, Jesus has really been a friend to me. I don't know why people would want to turn their back on Jesus. Because you could never go out in the world and find a friend like Jesus. One that sticketh closer than a brother. I feel sometimes like the disciples felt after Jesus had preached a message and many of his disciples forsook him and fled. And he turned to the twelve and he said, will you also go away? And Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You know why he said that? There is not a friend like Jesus. I'm encouraged to go on when I think about what a friend I have in Jesus. Then my friend, I'm encouraged to go on when I read God's word. 
Amen. There's been times in my life that I've been discouraged. But you know, one of the things that encourages me to go on when I pick up the blessed Holy Bible and begin to read some of the promises and read the Word of God, I'm encouraged to go on with scriptures like 2 Corinthians 1 20. For all the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen, unto glory of God by us. I'm encouraged by scriptures like Psalms 18.6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Oh, thank God. For the precious, wonderful word of God. There is so many encouraging scriptures that we can find in the Bible. I like Isaiah 43 and verse number 2 where it said, When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I listened to a tape of a preacher that was in a terrible plane accident where two 747s was going down the runway and they hit head on and thousands of gallons of jet fuel was released and hundreds and hundreds of people were killed on these two planes. But he said he saw a lot of people die all around him. He said he saw sharp pieces of metal flying through the air cutting people's bodies in two. He heard other people screaming, saying, I can't see, my eyes are gone. But he said all this time, while there was fire all around him, he was quoting this scripture, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. And God brought him through that terrible accident. Thank God for God's word. You know what Genesis said in 18:14? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Praise God. I know the answer to that. There's not anything that's too hard for God. No matter what the situation is, there's absolutely not one thing that God's not able to take care of. Oh, friend, one of my favorite scriptures is found in the book of Psalms chapter 34 and verse number six, where it said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Oh, friend, I'm encouraged when I read the word of God. Thank God we can take hold of these promises and hold on to the promises of God. And these promises encourage us. And you know what else? I'm encouraged by the songs of Zion. I know we heard it over and over again, but I don't think we could hear it too many times if I had to start over and relive my life. There's one thing I'd never change. I'd start it with Jesus and with him I'd stay. I think I'd do it all over again. This life's had its trials. I've had my share, but never too much to give in. Amen. I'd do it all over again. Yes, friend, a song like that will encourage you. There's many, many more songs. They will encourage you. I get encouraged when I hear that God is bigger than all of my problems. He's bigger than anything. Songs like that encourage me. Songs like this here. 
by Brother Naylor be an overcomer only coward shield when the foe they meet on the battlefield we are blood bought princes of the royal host and must falter not nor desert our post overcome never yield a step in the hottest fight God will give you help from the realms of light in Jehovah's might put the foe to fight and the victor's crown you shall wear at last I tell you I'm encouraged to go on if you get discouraged just listen to some of these songs it'll encourage you to go on amen I'm encouraged to go on when I think about the fact that there's a crown laid up for me that encourages me 2 Timothy 4 7 he said I've fought a good fight I've finished my course I've kept the faith henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Does that not encourage you? That Paul said, there's a crown laid up for me, and not for me only, but for all those that love his appearing. Amen, that's encouraging to think there's a crown laid up for us friend there's a danger of losing the crown of glory and it's great and one of the ways that happens is to become discouraged but i just want to encourage you friend don't you stop halfway through the race and the scripture said let no man take thy crown listen to this old song sometimes the way i travel has moments of despair Sometimes the cross I carry seems so hard to bear. My feet become so weary. My soul within me groans. That's when the Holy Spirit whispers, Child, you're almost home. From the time you start the Christian life, there's a cross to bear each day. Sometimes it gets so heavy, you may be prone to say, Am I the only one, O Lord? That has a cross to bear. That's when he whispers gently. Child. Your cross. I'll share. You're too near the crown. To lay down the cross. Don't give up the race you've run. Will soon be your. You're too near the crown. To lay down the cross. Just hold on. It won't be long. Till you'll be there. Saints, I really believe this. We are too near the crown to lay down the cross. Let's just keep carrying the cross a little longer. You know what I'm encouraged to go on? You know why? Because I'm on the winning side. If you are saved, you are on the winning side. You were born to win. If you're here and you're saved, you were born to win and you don't have to be defeated. Friend, the thing about this race that we're in, it's different than the race and the natural because everyone can win. Amen. This race doesn't just have one winner. We all can win. And the good thing is the Lord wants you to win. Each one of you personally, God is on your side and he wants you to be a winner. In fact, he's planned for you to be a winner. Friend, this is not a hundred yard dash. This is a marathon. 
And you know why winners win? They win because they plan to win. It's the focal point of all the training that they go through. Friend, the Lord is prepared to finish what he has started in each and every one of us. But he would appreciate a little cooperation. You have to cooperate with him. Don't allow failing to make you feel that you're a failure because you can lose a lot of battles and still win the war. Falling down does not make you a failure, but staying down does. Friend, I'm encouraged to go on when I think about loved ones who are waiting on the other side. That encourages me to go on when I think about my mother that's already went on to meet the Lord. When I think about my father that's already went on to meet the Lord and on and on saints of God that we've known down through the years are over there. Amen. And I'm encouraged to go on. They fought a good fight. They finished their course. Amen. They made it home safely so I can make it home safely. And most of all, amen, I want to go there because Jesus is there. The one that saved me. The one that reached to the bottom of the barrel and picked me up out of the mire of sin and set my feet on a solid rock. I want to go on and see what it's like to look upon his blessed face. Amen. I've just come too far to look back. There's nothing behind me. All the treasures I used to own have all faded from view. There's a new day ahead for me. All my heartaches is over, for I left them at Calvary, where my new life began. I really feel this way. I've gone too far to look back. My feet have walked through the valleys. I've climbed mountains, crossed rivers, desert places I've known, but I'm nearing the home shore. The redeemed are rejoicing. Heaven's angels are singing. I've gone too far to look back. How about you? Amen. Have you gone too far to look back? I've gone too far to look back now. Amen. I'm just encouraged to go on because I want to see what the end of a Christian life is like. You know, from the Bible, we know a whole lot about what the sinner's end of his life is going to be like. The Bible tells us very clearly what it's going to be for the sinner at the end of his life. You know, it couldn't be any clearer than Luke 16, where he said there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the rich man's gate full of sores, Desiring to be fed with crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sores, came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died in hell. He lift up his eyes, being in torments, and he seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in its flame. I can see in the Bible what it's going to be for the sinner at the end of his life. 
And I can tell from what the Word of God says here in Luke chapter 16, as well as many other scriptures in the Bible. It's enough just to read about it. I do not want to experience what it's like to die without God. I don't want to go to the place where the Bible said, and their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. I don't want to go to the place where the Bible said that you'd be better off to cut off your right hand than to have two hands enter into hell where the fire is never quenched and the worm dieth not. I do not want to go to the place that the Bible says, if your foot offends thee, cast it off. You'd be better off entering life maimed than having two feet to be cast into hell. I don't want to go to the place, don't want to know nothing else about the place where he said, if your eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. You'd be better off to enter in life with one eye than having two eyes going to hell. We know what it's like. We know much about what it's going to be like for a sinner. I've been by their deathbed and I saw them dying. I saw them begging God for mercy. I saw them praying and saying oh god don't let me die oh god don't let me die i can see what it's like for a sinner to die but you know what i'm interested in i want to see what's waiting at the end of a christian's life i determined while eight of us nine children and the grandchildren gathered around the bed where my mother took her last breath. I watched her take the last breath. God being my witness, as soon as she took that last breath, there was the most beautiful smile came from her face that I've ever witnessed. I saw her smile many times. She had been unconscious for several hours. And you know how someone is when they're in an unconscious condition, dying. But when she took that last breath, that beautiful angel smile came across her face. I said, I'm going to find out what caused her to smile. I want to find out what she heard. I want to see what she saw that caused that beautiful smile to come across her face. You know what, saints? I want to see what the end of a Christian life is like. The Bible really doesn't say that much about it. But it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be glorious. What a day it will be. When my Jesus I shall see. Oh, it'll be wonderful to hear him say, well done. So when I think about that, amen, I'm just encouraged to go on. I've never been so near the finish line. I mean, I'm almost home. Compared to eternity, we're almost there. So don't quit now, friend. Yeah, said many times about that man in West Virginia got so discouraged he's going to give up you know he said I can't take it any longer so he said I'm going to just have one last prayer before I do and he got down on his knees and he said God I, I can't go on any longer but before I give up I just want to thank you for the day you saved me I want to thank you for the times I was in hopeless situations and you brought me out of them 
I want to thank you for the times that I was sick in my body and you healed me. God, if you don't care, I think I'll stay saved. Amen. Friend, there's nothing. There's nothing worth going back over. There's nothing worth going out in the world. Amen. The devil don't have anything to offer us that's worth losing out. Lord, I've started to walk in the light. Shining upon me from heaven so bright. I bade this world in its folly adieu. I've started with Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.